Hello, Aggie fans, and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Parker Ballantyne, and you are listening to the Sports Desk Podcast, the official podcast of the Utah Statesman. Uh, Thank you for tuning in today. As always, I really, really appreciate it. So thank you, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Sorry for the delay. This is once again coming at you on a Tuesday morning rather than a Monday morning. Um, that's just because of the holiday and, and travel and everything. So I apologize for that. And thank you for your patience with me as always. Today we have a lot to talk about. The Utah State Aggies are your 2021 Mountain West Mountain Division champions. And they will be playing in the Mountain West Championship game this Saturday against San Diego State in LA. Because they're not playing in San Diego. But San Diego will be hosting the event And what an amazing season it has been. Um, Utah State takes care of business against New Mexico. Uh, They win in a big fashion. Um, It was a a great game. It was good to see see the boys in action and see them taking care of business. But it was also a great game for a ton of other reasons as well. Uh, Coach Blake Anderson is really tight with a lot of the staff over there. Rocky Long. Uh, former head coach of the New Mexico Lobos hired him on. I think that was his first coaching job, or at least his first uh, coaching job at the collegiate level. And uh, so he has great relationships with with everybody uh, on on the Lobo staff. And uh, you know, New Mexico is a great program. They're a program whose football team has been having kind of a rough couple years. Their basketball team, I, I suppose, has as well. Uh, but New Mexico is a great program. Uh, they're one of those programs that I I personally always root for. Uh, of course, that's that's easy for me to say because I tend to root for everybody in the conference. But um, it is a program that we seem to have a lot of connections with on the, on the football side of things uh, just because of Blake Anderson and, and stuff like that. So uh, it was a great game uh, for Utah State on the field and, of course, off the field for uh, Coach Anderson to be able to see uh, some of his his mentors and, and some of the other guys that he's coached with it, uh, throughout the years. Um, but Utah State k- takes care of business. They win big time as was really kind of expected. Um, they win with a final score of 35-10. to 10. Uh, It was never really close for uh, in that game. Um, Utah State scored first and just kind of held a convincing lead all throughout the game. Um, New Mexico, all of their points came in the second half. They had a field goal in the third quarter, touchdown in the fourth quarter, but they, they never really seemed like they were rallying back to uh, uh, to win this game. At halftime, the score was 28-0, to zero, and it, it seemed like Utah State had taken care of business. Of course, at that time or about that time, we were getting word, or um, for us watching, we were probably very acutely tuned into the situation, but at that point, we were finding out that San Diego State was doing their job. They won a pretty close one, to be honest, against Boise State. Um, Boise State definitely had them going there for a little bit. I... The better team won. That's all I'm going to say. I wasn't ever really too worried. Um, Boise State's early lead didn't necessarily last super long. Um, but San Diego does sneak away with a win. It's 27-16, which is the final piece of the puzzle for Utah State to be able to play in that championship game, which we will do this Saturday. So Utah State takes care of business. They do their job. They do everything they need to do to make sure they can get into that championship game. They get a little bit of help from the Aztecs who rally back and beat Boise State 
And here we are. Joining me today to talk about it is a good friend of the program. You know him, you love him. It's Ryan Olson. Uh, He'll be rejoining me on the podcast today. Uh, We have a great phone call with him that's actually already been recorded. Um, So we're just going to throw it right over to that phone call and we're going to uh, we're going to hear from Ryan and kind of the, the journey that we've had to get to this point and how that New Mexico State game went and and where Utah State is at as a, as a team. And uh, if you remember, Ryan was on when we did the bonus episode early on in the season or the week right before the season started, week one against Washington State. And we together went through our season predictions and, and he was kind of the one that uh, we kind of would bounce back to every once in a while to check in with him and see how he was feeling because he was... Um, he was a big part of that big show to open up this season. So it's been great to have him on throughout the season, and we hope to continue that. Uh, but I hope you enjoy my conversation with Ryan Olson because I sure did. Um, let's go straight into that and let's roll it. All right, joining me now on the show uh, is Ryan Olson. He's been on uh, quite a few times. Like, what? What is this, Ryan? Your fourth or fifth time being on? I think. I think yeah, the Third fourth, fourth time I've been on. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so we had Ryan on, uh, most notably, I think, for the full season preview where we talked about kind of every single game, went through our, our predictions on the season. Um, he's been great, so we're, we're bringing him back. He is here on a phone call. So, um, Ryan, thanks for making time to talk to me today. Yeah, I appreciate being on. I always love being on the show and, and talking with you, Parker. So, yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate that. It's always good having you. So, um, Ryan, so – the first time we had you on was for the full season preview, and I think we were both cautiously optimistic when we when we spoke then. Um, how are you feeling now about your predictions and about what you kind of said at the time? I don't know if you remember the exact specifics, but how are you feeling from from then to now? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that that one of the biggest things that we both talked about in that, in that preview is that we had the team had the potential and it was just a matter of if they would execute there. And I think that I think the team has the potential and I think that some things have, have riddled the team to make us not, you know, maybe as good like a Wyoming loss. Um, You know, even a season with that loss to Wyoming and, Losses to Boise and BYU, I think, are is a is a strong season, and especially after what the season was last, um, what what last year looked like, and and how we bounced back, and you know, pretty much not not only a completely new like coaching staff, but as well as like I mean, a lot of new players, a lot of new faces, and so I think that that was that was really big to see our our team come back from that, and you know, a, a one a one win season to a, you know, a division championship and potential conference championship. So I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm feeling really good about where we are as a program and as a team, Um, especially, you know, we, we talked about it a lot. Um, The season has been successful, even in a vacuum, right? You're nine and three playing in the conference championship game. You're going to go get a bowl. Um, so even in a vacuum, you just look at that, your only losses are to a really good BYU team, uh, Boise State, and then Wyoming late in the season. But even if you look, like, like I said, it's, it's good in a vacuum, but if you compare that to last year, and that's kind of what you were saying, um, this year is just, like, almost unbelievably good. Like, the amount of success that we had, even you and I, who were cautiously optimistic, were thinking, hey, if we're bowl eligible, that's a win. 
We were yeah. bowl eligible in like eight games. I mean, we blew that yeah. out of the water. No, so exactly. It was it was such a blast to be like like watch this team, especially after what they went through last year. Um, talk me through the season. When did you start to realize when, like, when did you start to realize that this team was like really something special and could have an opportunity to be playing in the championship game? Yeah, I think you know. I think after that, the Air Force game was, you know, a an immediate like, oh man, like this this could be something because, you know, the the Washington State game was was good and that was a huge win for us. Our I think our only Power Five win on this season, um, you know, and so I think that that was a great win. But it you know it was close and you know we that early in the season we didn't really know how good Washington state was, you know? And so I don't know if, if that was, I don't want to say written off, but you know, like maybe just like a, like a question mark on how, how good of a win that would be at the end of the season and, and how good we would consider that win at the end of the season. But I think after the, you know, the North Dakota game we had, and you know, that was about what what was expected and maybe even a, a slower game than than most had thought, but that game with Air Force, I think, was the one that I was like, man, this like we could be really good. Like seeing seeing the team just be resilient and and basically in a like a Big Twelve shootout, you know, where where they get the ball score, we get the ball score, and you know that's something that I think last year's team and and even like 2019's team, I don't know if we could have ran up the score to you know within what was the final score of that one like 40. 48 to 46 or, you know, something like that in the, in the forties. And I don't know if either of those teams could have, could have ran that high and, and kept going and without, you know, some guys on, on our either side of the football, just calling it and, you know, throwing in the towel and saying, well, you know, like I'm tired or I'm, I game's too long. We can't keep going like this, you know, cause I think right after that game was the boys game and, and the BYU game. And, you know, after that air force game, I was, I was worried that we'd be, you know, I think that on, on that first show that we did, I, I feel like we were kind of talking about that we could be one and five through the or one and four through the first five with only a win to North Dakota and coming into that Boise game with, you know, three wins. I think that that was, that was huge. And, and that Boise game was on, on CBS. And so I think even after the losses to Boise and BYU, I was optimistic after that one from Air Force. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, that first game against Washington State is kind of – like, for me, I was impressed, like, in phases with this team um, because, like you said, like, I didn't overlook that Washington State game. Um, but when you only have a one-game sample size, it's easy to kind of talk yourself out of it and just – decide like oh that could have been could have been a fluke or something so to go and win that Washington State game was great I was impressed and then but like I wanted to see more I wanted to see a win against Air Force and two games later you know that's what they did so they go in and beat Washington State and then like you said the North Dakota game wasn't anything special but it was definitely like a high scoring offense that to me kind of felt a little bit like 2018 where it was like okay you know what we're just taking care of business at least in the second, third, and fourth quarter, and then we get yeah. in that Air Force game, and that's when I started to realize, like, okay, maybe the Washington State game like wasn't a fluke. Maybe this is, maybe this is legit. And then obviously we dropped those two games right after with with Boise and BYU, which 
it always sucks to lose to the Broncos and the Cougars, but, you know, we can't say we didn't see that coming necessarily. But then to be able to bounce back, beat UNLV at that point, that was what, our fourth win of the season. Beating the spread on, you know, 3.5, we were supposed to get three to four wins to do that halfway through the season. And, like, that's when I started to feel like this team was completely different than anything anybody had foreseen at that right. point. Um, right. And and let's talk about that too for a minute because we talked about how like that Wyoming loss kind of hurt at the time because by the time we got to Wyoming, we were definitely favored to win that game and like let's be honest, we should have won that game. There's there's not really yeah uh, there's there's no excuse for us losing the way we did to Wyoming. Thankfully, it all worked out. San Diego State went and did their job and and beat Boise for us, but it worked out. But at the time, like that game. That that sucked. I mean, it was rough to watch that game. But if you go back even just a few weeks, I remember you had been texting me, like, probably after UNLV, maybe even after, like, Colorado State, saying, like, hey, everything looks good, but that Wyoming team might be one of the scarier teams. And I remember, yeah. I mean, I, I was completely wrong on them. I was – a lot more worried about San Jose State than I was about Wyoming. And, and, you know, I was worried about Colorado State and not Wyoming. Um, and, you know, we ended up losing to Wyoming. But even if you go back to the beginning of the season, that was a game that we kind of anticipated we'd have a hard time with. So we, we came into the season kind of thinking that we could potentially lose to Boise and BYU. And, and honestly, we kind of figured that we would. And then Boise, or, or Wyoming was another one of those that was like, honestly, we might lose that game. Yeah. And well, I think, I think that the Wyoming, sorry, not, not to cut you yeah. off, but I feel like the, the right. Wyoming game came at like the perfect storm for Wyoming because, you know, after that BYU yeah. game, like we had, we had fans, we had personnel that were talking about like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to run the table. We're going to, like no way we're going to lose a game for the rest of the season. We're going to get like a 10 win regular season, you know? And I think that that Wyoming game was kind of the one that everybody was thinking about, but at the same time, nobody was thinking about in the sense that, you know, I think a lot of people maybe saw that one and, and were like, Oh, like maybe we're, we're writing this one off a little too soon, but then, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to talk about it. And I think that that was, you know, one of the, one of the problems with that. And I, I think I said this at the beginning of the season that I would have rather, you know, if there was going to be a a team in the second half of our season that we lost to, I wish that it would have been New Mexico state because I mean, oh, yeah, as, as embarrassing as that would have been like that, as far as a conference, you know, as far as conference implications go, like that wouldn't have mattered at all, you know? And so yeah. I think that that yeah. losing that Wyoming game, really, you know, I mean, that took us from potentially hosting the Mountain West Championship, and, and, you know, now that everything's said and done, like, Boise didn't beat San Diego State, and so we wouldn't have hosted anyway, but, you know, I think that that was, that was kind of another narrative that we were, we wouldn't go from projected to finish, what, I think, projected to finish 10th in the Mountain West to, you know, potentially yeah, fit, being fit the, in the division. The I can't host. remember exactly where in the Mountain West, but yeah. Yeah. And and, and so, yeah, you know, potentially well. being post host. And so I think that that was kind of a, a narrative that came a little quick to a lot of people. And and yeah. not that we didn't rise to the occasion, but I think that that Wyoming game just came at the perfect time for them to be, 
you know, fighting for, I, I, did they get bull eligibility? I can't, I don't remember if they, if they did, but I know that they were kind of on the, on the fringe there. And so, yeah, no, exactly. So after Utah state, they, they won that game. That was to become bowl eligible actually, because they went and then uh, lost to Hawaii at home, of course, um, and ended the season six and six. So that win against Utah state, they were not only fighting for a win, fighting for the rival, but fighting to become bowl eligible. So, yeah, like right. you said, it was a perfect storm. Again, yeah, it just came came at a good time for them, and and yeah, that game came at a good time for them, and and kind of an unfortunate time for us, where you know we've been yeah. battling with some injuries, and and a lot of guys were were out, and we had a lot of you know we had a lot of next man up, and and Utah State is really resilient and and has a great mentality when it comes to next man up, but you know there's only so much you can do when when those guys came out and you know, put up 44 on us, you know, and we just couldn't really find yeah, a, exactly. an answer or a way to stop. And so I think that that was, it was all right, you know, yeah. because in the grand scheme of things, we're still, you know, win or lose that game. We're still going to San Diego, but, you know, I think that was, that was a tough one to, to see us, to see us fall, especially was, after all of our high hopes. And especially, thing. you know, if we would yeah. have hit a 10 win season, you know, winning, winning 10 games, where the season before you won one, you know, and although that that's a, a half season, a, you know, a, a COVID season, if, I mean, if you expand that, you know, if that would have been yeah. the equivalent of a full season, we probably would have only got, you know, two or three wins. And I think that that's where that three and a half win preseason line came from, you know, but, you know, I think, yeah. I think this team ultimately like saw that as a challenge and saw that as a, you know, as a bulletin board material, and they and they really took that and, and ran with it and finished the season with with a great nine and three season. And you know that was better than than our 2019 season. You know, it wasn't quite as good as our 2018 season, but you know you could also argue that our 2018 season was a little bit a little bit easier on the schedule. So yeah, and and you could certainly argue that on this season as well. I think we definitely were were lucky in in the way that the schedule played. Uh, played out for Utah State just because, you know, we talked about how after what the Colorado State game, we started looking forward and deciding like we could possibly win out. And if we do, well, you know, we, we could have a chance to host the Mountain West Championship game. Um, those right. conversations were only possible because I think we had such a, I don't, I don't want to say soft, like last half of the season, because that's not what you get when you're in the Mountain West, but we definitely had a front-loaded schedule, and then we definitely right. avoided some of the top teams in the conference. Um, and so right. it definitely played out in our favor. I mean, I mean, it's not, you know, football's a little bit of luck no matter where you go, and I'm not I'm not saying that right. to discount what Utah State's done, but um, I think they, they took what they had, you know, they took what they were given and, and made the most of it. Um, and like you said, had we won that, mountain, that Wyoming game, at the time that was the difference between potentially hosting the Mountain West Championship game versus not even playing in it at all. And like right. you said, it, it all played out to where we'd be playing in it either way and it'd be in San Diego either way. But at the time, that's what made that Wyoming game such an important loss, if losses can be important, I guess, or a monumental loss, I guess, that kind of shaped what the season was going to look like. And like you said, it kind of boxes out of double-digit wins in a regular season. Um, well, we could still get to 10, we could still get to 11, but to be able to get 10 in a regular season is, is definitely something, something special. So I think that's why it hurts a little bit when it happened. 
But all of that aside, and we, we'll probably end up talking about Wyoming again because just of how, mon- how monumental it was. But all that stuff aside, at the beginning of the season, you kind of figured Boise, BYU, those are losses, and maybe little Wyoming, right? If I were to tell you before the season, hey, we're going to go 9-3, and three, we're going to lose to Boise, BYU, Wyoming, I don't think you would have argued with me, and you probably would have been like, hey, if we do that, that would be awesome, right, at the yeah. beginning of the season. Yep. And what has been so cool with this team is, like, all the surprises, other than kind of Wyoming at the time because things changed throughout the season, but from the preseason expectations to where we are now, everything that didn't go as planned went in our favor. You know, all the surprises, all the upsets went in our favor. Uh, we probably should have lost to Colorado State and went in our favor. Come from behind win against UNLV, we easily could have lost. You know, that breaks in our favor. Um, so everything that, like, was surprising to the outside world into the preseason prediction cut in favor of Utah State. And I can't really remember a time when that has ever happened for Utah State, right? Like, we went in and beat a Power 5 opponent, which Utah State – we we don't do that very often. We remember back to 2018, right. that Michigan State loss was, you know, one that we, we wish we could have had back because it was so close. But we, we've done that so many times where we just come so close to being the Power 5 team and then we don't. Um, but for Utah State to be able to come in and, like, everything just cuts in favor of Utah State. Like, how 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 is it like watching that throughout this season where all the big upsets, all the big surprises basically went for the Aggies rather than against? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think that there's a lot there's a lot to say about that. And like you said, the history of things, you know, maybe not going our way. And, you know, because, I mean, like you said, if we win that Michigan State game, like we would have been, what, 11 and won that season with wins over Michigan State and, and BYU. So, you know, I think that that would have been huge. And I think that that, you know, and so it's like there's a lot of things like that that, that haven't gone our way in, in the history of Utah State, it seems like we're always on the short end of that stick. And I think that this year there was those times where we were on the on the long end of that stick, especially like like you said, that UNLV game where, you know, UNLV is over over five or over six, whatever they were at that point, and we are looking like we we're about to give them the first win of the season and we and we pull it off and that Colorado State game that, you know, other than some some poor coaching and some poor clock management by Colorado state could have easily gone their way, you know? And so I think that those things really reflect on our team as well, that, that we put ourselves in, in the right place at the right time and in a place to win. And, and even if those things, you know, went, went for us rather than against us, I think that our team as a whole, you know, is, is doing what they can, you know, cause that UNLV team, like they could have, they could have beat us, and we, you know, we maybe wouldn't have marched down the field and and got that go-ahead touchdown, you know, with however left in the fourth. And I think that Colorado State game, like we could have not scored on the drive right before that, you know. And so there's a lot of things that we can say, oh yeah, like that went our way, like we're lucky, like that's a lucky win. But I think that there's a, a bigger story there, and I think that that just speaks to to our team and the the core of our team that. We're a we're a resilient team that that always keeps our head up and and looks on the bright side of things and I think that's something that you know the past two years both in 2019 and and 2020 that I don't know if if we had and you know even with that with that 2019 team that we had a lot of talent on that team but then you know ended up losing that bowl game to Kent State in like a game that we definitely should have won and 
you know, a seven and six regular season that, or, or a, let's see, what were we? Were we, yes, yeah, seven and five, excuse me, a seven and five regular season that, that could have easily been a lot better than that. And so I think that that, that speaks volumes about our players. And I think that that speaks a lot about our coaches too, that our guys want to go out there and, and win for the coaches. And, and that's also something that, you know, might, might not have been there in the past. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because with football, like we said, with, you know, things as simple as the way the schedule is and where you're playing your games late in the season, like, yeah, there's, there's luck involved. Um, but there's also a bigger part of that, which is putting yourself in positions to win and putting yourself in the right place at the right time. Uh, and that's something I talked about a ton right after that Colorado State game. Um, and I think it applies not only to the final seconds of that chaotic game, but also the whole season where the, the, the kind of the talking point that I kept going back to after that Colorado State game is like, yeah, Colorado State may have missed the last-minute field goal. They may have screwed up. Uh, it was, like you said, bad coaching uh, or at least a huge miscommunication on behalf of the coaching staff, um, poor stock management, and they missed the last second field goal that would have won the game. That might be true, but Utah State was winning that game. So that's what right. you get for being ahead in the final moments of a game. Like That's what you get when you put yourself ahead of another team. That's what you get when you play well all season long or all game long in that case. So I think that's what Utah State did all season long. It's just like you put yourself in the position to win, and then, yeah, sometimes even then it's not going to go your way. We've been there before where uh, USC kicks the last-second field goal. Or, or, no, I think it was us kicking a last-second field goal to beat USC and we lost. You know, there was times like that. Or right. Wisconsin kicking an onside kick and recovering. or That, that could have been Auburn. I'm kind of all over the place right now. But, like, we put ourselves in positions to win that Michigan State game, you know, as well. It was a close game. And sometimes they don't break our way. And I think we had a couple of those this year where we look at the scoreboard on that Boise game, the BYU game, they didn't look particularly close, but the Boise game was close the entire first half. And then the second half, they kind of got away with us. And that BYU game, who at the time, remember BYU was like, what, 13th in the country, uh, comes to Logan and we cut it to seven in the third quarter. You know, we had put ourselves in a position to win. And sometimes it just doesn't work out because Tyler Algier uh, breaks out on his first drive of the next play or the next play of the next drive and scores a touchdown on a 98-yard run or basically scores a touchdown yep. down at the one and, and they and they play and score. So sometimes you, sometimes you lose those games even when you put yourself in the right position. But that's something that I don't know that we've seen Utah State be able to do is put themselves in a position to win game one to game 12 and yeah. end up winning, you know, win nine of them against Air Force and a Pac-12 team and all these things. Like, we've just never really seen that happen. We've never really had – it's almost like like having the benefit of the doubt, right? Like, you have – you put yourself in a position to win, and more often than not, you're going to win. Sometimes it's not going to go your way maybe, but, you know, that only happened, I think, two times. The Wyoming game was an atrocity, and it doesn't really apply here because I don't think we did anything to help ourselves <laughs> win. But yeah, we look at right. this team, they, they easily could have gone – uh, ten and one. If a couple plays went a different way, um, but we could also be six and six um, if right. things didn't go our way. And it's it's all about you know. I think it starts at the top. I think it's coaching, but it's also you know guys down from Logan Bonner to Stephen Castanley, the punter. You know they have to 
put themselves in a position to win and take the field with an attitude of like we're gonna win we're gonna win this game. We're not just here to like make it close and prove ourselves and prove that we can hang with Pac twelve teams or you know, only lose by a score and a half to BYU. Like we're out here to win games and right. you know that, that I think I think Blake Anderson are a huge part of that, but um it's something we haven't really we haven't said it but we've alluded to it all uh this whole conversation is just the players buying in. Um no one was bigger than the program this year. I, yep. I think that was a big problem that we had last year and we've seen it at times here at Utah State, we've seen it at other programs, um at some of our peers in the state and in, in the conference where if you have a player that's too big for the program, uh you're gonna have problems and we didn't have that. You know, Blake Anderson had a high level of buy in from his team. And you do that, you're gonna put yourself in a position to win and that's but you know, that's been the situation all year long. Right. And I think, you know, going off of what you said where where you said that we could we could have been six and six, um, you know, I mean thinking just off the top of my head, like if we don't have that last minute drive, like we lose to Washington State. Like, you know, and if we if we don't keep running with Air Force, like we lose to Air Force. And then, you know, in that way then we are one and four to start the season. And then, you know, UNLV, if we don't, you know, figure that situation out, then we're one and six, you know, right, or one and five, you know, right right off the rip from, from the first six games. And then, you know, if we win the ones that we won and, and then, you know, if Colorado State figures it out and makes a kick and then, you know, like stuff like that, that we could have easily, like, not even made it to six wins. And so I think that it's crazy that there was, there was so many times where our team – you know, rallied around each other and rallied around Coach Blake and, and you know, got not only just to six wins, but to nine wins and, you know, a, a berth to the to the Mountain West Championship game, so. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of it is, like, one is, of course, a mental toughness to be out there and um, to have the mentality to win, but also a guy that we haven't talked about since probably preseason um, is Paul Jackson and, and the training regimen that he had these guys on um, to be able to just yep. physically be in these games. And off the top of my head, I can probably think of five or six games at least where both lines, offense and defense, were up against a line that was just flat out bigger than them. And we were able to win four of the six that I can think of. I can think of Washington State was probably bigger up front than we were. Boise and BYU were certainly bigger than we were. Um, UNLV was a, they have a huge line. Um, Hawaii has a really big line. So for us to be able to go up against guys that are just flat out bigger than us, um, I wouldn't say better in a lot of those cases, but, you know, up front, <laughs> you need big boys up front. So for us to be able to go up against guys that are literally bigger than us and win, you know, I, yep. I, I'd have to look closer, but probably four of six games where we were just outgunned up front, I think that speaks to the mental toughness and the physical toughness of this team that comes from uh, Paul Jackson in the weight room and then probably uh, Blake Anderson and what he is saying to this team in in halftime and then in practices and stuff to get these guys um, mentally focused on on winning games. Yep, I I agree. It really is. It's like a lot of times we, we look like, you know, and like you said, even games like that UNLV game where we definitely weren't the underdogs and like we weren't expected to lose at all. But, you know, just like seeing that size differential where we're like, man, like these guys, you know, our guys are just have heart out there and they, they want to win. And, and that's something that's really nice to see, you know, cause a lot of times, 
you know, especially maybe not in the, like the recent history, you know, other than, other than last year, but it just seemed like our guys didn't want to play like they didn't. And I mean, they literally didn't want to play against Colorado state and they just didn't, you know? And so that's something that yeah, this team year, they, would, yeah. would never have even considered, you know, cause they, they want to go out there. They want to play for their coach and, and they want to play for their guys. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And we, we keep I mean, making these comparisons to last year and it just, it is honestly just mind blowing to me that we are um, at this point, just 12 games removed from a team that, um, ended the season early for, you know, we, we don't want to have to, we don't have to get into the reasons right now, but a, a team that literally ended the season early because they were done with, done with the season. Um, and that was after guys all year had entered their names into the transfer portal. I think after every game, there was probably guys entering the transfer portal or being kicked off the team. There was head coaches being fired. You know, we, we talk all the time about, yeah, it was a one win season and you know, how bad is that? But, if you look at what was happening off the field um, for those guys and for that program, that's almost worse than what was happening on the field. Yep. Um, and so for the guys who returned to be able to put that behind them and get refocused and, you know, for Blake Anderson to be able to turn that around um, both on the field and off the field has been huge. I mean, that's been a huge accomplishment for Blake Anderson and, and the squad. And here we are playing in San Diego or LA, I guess, against San Diego in, Mountain West Championship game, 12 games removed from refusing to take the field in our final game last year. And that's yep. something that, you know, Disney couldn't have written a better story about this team. You know, it, it's been <laughs> it's been unbelievable yep. to watch this. So. Um, so let's look forward real quick. How are you feeling about what will be the final two games of the year? We have San Diego State coming up this week. Um, and then obviously we haven't been, you know, we haven't accepted a, a bowl invitation yet because we still have a game to play, but uh, they, there certainly will be a bowl invitation for Utah State. Um, I think I was reading earlier there's one bowl eligible team that will not be in a bowl because there's uh, there won't be a spot for them, so there will be one team that will not be receiving an invitation, and I have a hard time believing that would be us. So how are you feeling about these next two games? Yeah, you know, I think that I don't want to say that I'm – I'm I would be okay with a loss against San Diego State because you never want to say like like oh yeah well if we win we win if we lose we lose but I think that that these guys have have fought all season and I don't think that a loss to San Diego State should or will bl- like break any spirits and and make people yeah. you know hang their heads I think that you know making it there and, and being there at all is is already such a great accomplishment and and so much better than everybody thought that we were going to be um but you know that being said i think that i think that our team is is good enough to beat san diego state and i think that you know san diego state's a great team and and they will probably be the best team that we will face all year and so i think that if we could beat them then that will that will show us that like this team not that we already don't know that this group of guys is special but i think that I mean, if we win the Mountain West Championship, then that will be something that we have. And, you know, correct me on this, Parker, but we've never done that before. Am I right? Yeah, I, I, we've, we've yeah, won. I was about to say that is we've never won the championship. We've won the division once in 2013. Uh, I believe that was our first year 
It was our first in year the in, the, in the conference. We won the WAC championship the year before and then won the, the division the year after, lost to Fresno State in the championship game. This is our right. second time playing in that championship game since the first year we've ever been in the conference. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. right. It's, it's something we've never you know, done before. So, you know, it's something we've only come close to once. Yeah, and so, I mean, and like you just said, like we've only come close to it once, and so the fact that we're, we're back here after – you know, eight years removed from our last appearance there. I think that that that's awesome. You know, and I think, you know, again, not to not to downplay like a win against San Diego State, but I think that the fact that we're here, the fact that we made it, the fact that we, you know, grunged out those couple last wins that got us here and and held on while while San Diego State beat Boise to give us that berth. You know, I think that that was that was really important and really great that we, we made it. And, yeah. you know, like I said, we, we have a lot of history with San Diego state, but you know, more on the, on the hardwood rather than the gridiron. And so I think that that's right. something that, you know, we, we know them well and we know their, their fan base. Well, we know their program well, and you know, their, their fan base and their program, like they expect, they expect a lot of wins. They expect championships, you know, and, and they have often, given that to them, you know? And so I think that that's something that, that we, us two programs seem to be distancing ourselves from, from the other programs, you know, and, you know, not, not discrediting any of the other Mountain West schools, because I think that our conference is, is a great conference, you know, but I think that us showing that, that we played them in basketball for the Mountain West championship, you know, six to eight months ago, however long ago it was now, you know, and now that we're we're playing them in football, I think that that's that's awesome to see that. And you know, yeah. I mean, depending on how this season goes, we could be playing them in basketball in in three months for the same for the same title. You know, and so I think that, that yeah, that's great that we've we've made it here, and and I think that we have the potential to win, and I think that we have the guys to win, and I think that you know, an interesting an interesting stat is that Blake has not lost a game on the road as the head coach of, of the Aggies, you know? And so I think that all of our, of our, at our, of our nine and three record, you know, three of those, all three of those losses came at home. And so I think that's, that's good that, that we can, you know, maybe play without, without the pressure of performing at home and, and winning that on our home turf. And I think that we can go in there with, you know, little to no expectations that, you know, nobody was expecting us to be there and, so we, I don't want to say that we have nothing to lose, you know, but we definitely have, you know, less yeah. to lose than the San Diego State does. The where where they're up. on them rather than us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that, that goes to play a lot. And, and you know, us going a step further, the game after uh, the, the championship against San Diego State, I think that, you know, wherever we end up in the bowls, whether it be, you know, I think that the winner of the Mountain West gets gets the L.A. Bowl berth. Um, and I think right. that would be awesome because that's against a Pac-12 school, and so we could, you know, potentially play against a Pac-12 school. And you know, I think if we could beat two and zero against Pac-12 schools, then you know, apparently according to them down <laughs> in Provo, we could crown ourselves the Pac-12 champions. So you know, as long as you don't lose a game, so. yeah, I think we're the Pac-12 yeah. North champions, according to BYU. I, I think uh, I think you're right. In the I conference you're... championship at, uh, <laughs> I think... at Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I think you're yeah, right. Goodness, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think that that's that's a lot to. There's a lot to be said there that 
we could be playing in a bowl against a Pac-12 team. And, and I'm not sure if it's, you know, it's it's down a little bit of their standings, whether it's like the fourth or the fifth it's five, um, I Pac-12 think. school, the fifth. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. we could be playing against, you know, a, a really good team there. And, and I think that that would be really fun. You know, I don't know where – I think the Washington State's going to end up three or four, but that would have been funny if we could – potentially get a another matchup with with the Washington State Cougars but you know I think that yeah, you know and then I right? think if if we lose then we might end up um you know correct me if I'm wrong I know that there's been a lot of bowls being thrown around but among those there's like the Arizona Bowl and the Frisco Bowl and the Hawaii Bowl you know so wherever yeah. we end up in those yep. you know I think we'd, we'd get a bowl against yeah. yeah so I think it uh, most of those are going to be conference or conference tie-ins with, you know, whether it's the Mac or the American or, you know, yeah, Sunbelt, whoever, yeah, whoever it may be. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you know, I think that we're going mean, to, we're going to be the best, but right. We'll you know, and I think that we'll we'd, we'd play a great team, you know, and, and I mean, even if, even if San Diego state, you know, finishes their, their season 12 and one, you know, I know that Cincinnati is most likely going to take up that new year six spot, but you know, if, if, for whatever reason, you know, San Diego State ends up there. If Cincinnati loses their conference championship and, you know, lose that on that, like I said, that's a lot of things would have to fall our way for that to happen. But, you know, that would be yeah. that would be something interesting, you know. But, well, it's nice yeah, to at least no, be in the conversation, that, to have the, have a conference team in that conversation. But, um, but yeah, I, I think you're totally right. I mean, I mean, going back to the championship game, I think you're completely right that, um, it's not even that it's like, oh, a win would be nice, but a loss would be okay. It's like, you know what? We should go in there at this point probably expecting a win because uh, we've seen what this team can do. But at the end of the day, this game doesn't define the season. The 12 games before, I think, define the season. Um, the season's right. already been an, an indisputable success. Everything else at this point is just kind of icing on the top. And whether it's a, a bowl in L.A. against a Pac-12 or – down in Texas against CUSA or whatever it might be, there's nothing from here on out that can make this season unsuccessful. Um, right. And I think that that's my that's kind of my take on these next two games. It's like, look, we could go two and zero in the next two games um, and be talking about you know unprecedented levels of success within the program, um, or we could be you know lose the next two games and still be talking about. Um, the program being exactly where it needs to be and certainly on the correct trajectory moving forward. So um, right. not a whole lot Utah State can do to uh, damper my spirits at this point. Um, and yes. basketball seems to be uh, pitching in and doing their part as well. So it's a good time yep. to be an Aggie, man. It's it's a fun time to yep, be here. Yep, it man. is. It is. Well, hey, Ryan, I appreciate you making the time. you have anything else for me or uh you all good? No, I don't, I don't think that's it. I just – I hope that – you know, we can get as many Aggies out to, you know, San Diego as we can and as many to the bowl game as we can. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, go there's, Aggies. There's some good locations for, for Utah State. So, right, I mean, if it's Arizona, it probably won't be Boise because that will be the Broncos probably uh, being invited to that one. But uh, there's lots of bulls right here in, in our own backyard. So, you know, no excuse for Aggies not to get out to, to some of those. So, couldn't have said it better myself. Make sure you're uh, supporting the Aggies. All right, man. I appreciate it. Um, thank you again for making the time uh, coming on the show. Uh, we always really appreciate it. And last thing I got to say is just, you know, go Aggies. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. 
All right, so now you've heard from Ryan Olson. As I mentioned before, it's always a pleasure to have Ryan on, so we really appreciate him taking the time to come on. Uh, he's really busy with his responsibilities within the athletic department, um, so it's always great to have him on when he makes the time. It's always great to have him on. He always knows what he's talking about. He's very well connected with the athletic department and, and everything like that, so uh, it was great to have him on, so we really appreciate that. With that, I don't have much to add to the conversation I had with Ryan. Uh, I certainly don't want to take away from anything that, that we talked about. Um, so I just want to reiterate what Ryan said. Make sure you're getting tickets. Make sure you're finding a way to support these uh, these teams coming into uh, basketball starting up and football kind of winding down. Uh, I know it's a sacrifice with the games being out of town, basically, you know, no matter what. Um, you know, in, in LA for the championship game, we don't know where that bowl game is, but if you can get there, get there, it's It's going to be fun. It's a great way to support the program and, uh, help the boys keep winning, uh, make sure they have the, the funds that they need. And of course, Utah state basketball is in full swing. We have a lot of home games coming up. Uh, St. Mary's is a notable one coming up and then we have some away games. And then I think just two more out of conference home games against new Orleans and Portland state. And then it gets right into the, to a conference play. So make sure you're trying to get tickets to that. Get out of the spectrum. Uh, if you can get down to Provo to cheer us on against BYU, make sure you do that. If you can get down to Ogden, which is a much more desirable location than Provo, I'd rather spend an evening in Ogden than Provo uh, to cheer on our boys against Weber State. Make sure you're doing that. And then make sure you're getting those tickets to the home games uh, to keep supporting the Aggies. Um, thanks again to Ryan for coming on. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Go Aggies.